0: This episode of Experiences You Should Have is brought to you by Soul Blends, handcrafted in Oregon from botanicals to bottle, multiple healing balms, salves, and moisturizing products to bring life to your skin. Check out Soul Blends and use the code EYSH to receive 10% off your order.
1: We had a lot of tourists from England and everything else. Get them all set up. The balloon is standing up, ready to go. And I run back to the van. I put my skydiving on and I jump in the basket with them. And they would look at me and go, "Um, what are you wearing? "Oh, it's just my parachute. Like, do we get one? Like, nah, you don't need one. Well, why don't we need one? Well, I'm only going halfway.
0: Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how to guide for amazing experiences, I'm your host, Gail Manasco, and today we are talking about jumping off a hot air balloon. Uh, I chatted with a good friend of mine, Dennis Neal, about this amazing experience. Now, Dennis and I used to skydive together a lot back in the day, and Dennis has the most hot air balloon jumps of any of my friends. Um, He has jumped out of a hot air balloon... I think 47 times. And Dennis was there for my first uh, time of jumping out of a hot air balloon. And I can say that I have never landed in uh, a hot air balloon. And I thought it would just be fun to have Dennis on the show, kick back, and just have a conversation about skydiving out of a hot air balloon. So get ready for the ultimate adventure. This is the experience that I turned to in my head when I went to go to my happy place. It is that moment of leaping from a hot air balloon. Hi, Dennis. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah. How are you? Glad to be here.
0: I'm, I'm good. I'm so good. I'm so happy you're here. You're just one of those people. Just when I think of you, it makes me smile. And oh, that's just, awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: You surprise have- <laughs> You surprised me at my house last year, showing up one day.
0: I did. I did. That was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, just out of the blue, bopping. To see Dennis in Orlando, it's pretty fun.
1: We have mutual friends that uh, lived across the street, so that was kind of cool.
0: I know. Well, you never know, Dennis, I might just show up on your doorstep or Mm -hmm. in your backyard one day. Um, I swear,
1: it's not creepy, but- Anytime, you're welcome anytime. (laughs) Okay.
0: You never know what brings me to Florida. Florida, just I have such a, just fond memories of being in Florida. And I think one of my favorite memories in or near Orlando was with you. Do do you remember this day?
1: A little more information. I'm getting older.
0: Oh, you and I set out south of Orlando and we met up with Bob. We met with Bob in a field.
1: Yes. A very foggy morning.
0: A very foggy morning correct
1: if i remember correctly the uh the load was uh myself you uh rick ream and i'm trying to remember the uh, jeremy jeremy cotto yes jeremy cotto to do a balloon jump first thing in the morning
0: yes we had to get up early i hate getting up early it's not my jam
1: I don't like getting up early either, but um, if you can take and uh, jump out of a balloon, I'll get up early.
0: <laughs> yes, I remember thinking, I'm like, okay, I don't get up early in my life, but I, I will, I will get up early to jump off of a hot air balloon. Like that's, that's way better than coffee.
1: Well, I had done a bunch of them and I was actually organizing balloon jumps at that time. And that one there definitely sticks out in my memory because of the the amount of fog and where we had to get into the balloon.
0: Yes. Yes. So it was a super foggy day. And the thing is, you don't want to skydive in in fog. I, I mean, it's not even allowed, right?
1: The Well, the fog, you got to be able to see, uh, especially right. when the ground is coming up at you. But um uh, the fog set in, you know, it was really low. It was uh, thick like uh, you know a mystic seaport somewhere and just you know where uh, a mystery ship would come in, you know and, and it's just uh, a, a movie looking type of fog. And uh, Bob, the, the pilot, had launched from somewhere else and was going to meet us somewhere. And okay. if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember the day now, we had to get into a gated neighborhood yes but we, we had did. we had no access and i just kept pushing buttons until somebody answered and i said uh, pizza delivery here it is at you know six thirty four, six thirty five 6 35 <laughs> in the morning and someone actually opened the gate and we're like sweet
0: yeah i was worried about if we were going to be able to get into the neighborhood and then there you are you you did it you know
1: sure sure why not um whatever works and uh we actually had a we we parked in in the neighborhood, and then started trudging through the woods. Had a cell phone. He's calling us. We can't see him. I mean, there's no way no. to see. It was so thick. I uh, couldn't see in front of your face. But uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm coming over here. This and that." I'm like, "I have no idea where you are." And uh, trudging through people's backyards into the woods, uh, knee deep in brush. And what is going on? We got our rigs on. we're, we're ready to go. And next thing you know this hot air balloon, you know, uh, appears out of the fog in the middle of, in the middle of the woods, uh, how, yes. how he landed the balloon in the middle of the woods without popping it or tearing it open or anything else was just beyond me. I was, I was amazed. I had just started, uh, uh, wearing a camera helmet at that time. And so recording this was, was fantastic. I'm like, wow, I can't believe this is what we're doing here looking around with the camera going there's nothing out here here here's this balloon descending in the small little clearing with these 60 foot pine trees all around and i I just thought all i thought was the uh the hindenburg Mm -hmm. you know he's gonna he's gonna pierce the balloon and someone's gonna come down in a flaming ball of fire uh but (laughs) there it was he landed he's like get in let's do it I'm like wow okay we're in
0: I cannot believe it and I remember that day I actually had midterms at ah. UCF and I had my my notes that I need to be studying in my back pocket and I remember pulling them out of my pocket and and like reading through some notes for for my tests that day and
1: but um, there you were in the middle of the woods in Davenport <laughs> Florida uh going through the swamps looking for a hot air balloon to jump out of <laughs>
0: right yeah. right i think i was the only ucf student doing that that day um it was that was quite an adventure so we so we we took off from the forest and then And then the fog was still there. We
1: had to wait for a while. Uh, You know, he kept calm, the the weather people and the other balloons that were in the air and everybody was on the ground. So I think we waited a good, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes uh, sitting there.
0: Yeah. And that was my first time in a hot air balloon. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was uh, organizing those jumps and uh, that was probably, uh, if I had to think about it, I think that was was probably my 25th or 26th. Ju- uh, balloon jump,
0: nice, time. Dennis. Yeah. That is extremely nice.
1: I was hooked, you know, it's good to have uh, uh friends in low places or a friend with a hot air balloon,
0: <laughs> right? And you know, I want to say you only need it's, it's a very low amount, it's like 10 hours or 20 hours to become a hot air balloon pilot. Do you know that?
1: Well, it's uh, actually to if you want to do it for fun and you have your own balloon sure it's it's uh, i believe it's a little more than that you need your pilot's okay. license but to ferry passengers uh yeah. you need your commercial pilot's license uh,
0: uh-huh. uh, which
1: seems almost the same rigmarole as a, a commercial airline pilot right there's no right. steering wheel there's no brakes <laughs> um it's just you know hot air and a and a, and a release cord to release the uh heat so you you come down back to the earth but uh, bob uh, is one of the best uh balloon pilots i've ever 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 flown with and uh, it's amazing where he's i've seen him land the balloons and take off and just you know pilot it to where it needs to be it's it's amazing it's amazing with no steering wheel or anything else that uh you can get from point a to point b just by the aloft winds going left and right or north Mm -hmm. and south
0: and then it's wherever the wind takes you. Sure, but you can
1: you can gain some altitude to uh, turn left, and you can you know, lower some altitude, maybe turn right. right. But um, you know, there's no there's no visuals. It's all it's all feel, really. Yeah. And yeah. When we were doing the jumps out of the balloon, sure, we need some altitude. Most of the balloon rides, you know, a tourist and all that, and they're anywhere between five hundred and a thousand feet.
0: But you know, mm-hmm. we
1: like altitude, so he would bring us to uh 4,500 to 5,000 feet Mm -hmm. just to have that uh extra room right which is fantastic
0: yeah which which for our listeners out there many times skydivers would jump from 13,500 feet uh so balloon jumps are a bit lower than just a typical everyday skydive um yeah so, so I bl- I remember on that day it was it was a bit lower though.
1: I think once the fog started lifting, it was a little bit later um, where the winds pick up when the uh, when the sun heats up And you know, clears and all that, and you know you you want to make sure you get it in because the balloons you obviously can't steer. So when the winds pick up, you don't want to really be up there. So I remember we finally lifted off. We got to about I think I'm trying to remember it was a few years ago but uh, mm-hmm. I think it was somewhere around 3,700. I'd, yeah. I'd have to look mm-hmm. at the video. I have uh, yeah. my altimeter in the video. And it was, it was uh, now or never at that point, it was like, we gotta go. So, uh, you know, you get out there and you do it. I remember I videoed you getting out and uh, those, I just started doing video. Uh, I was able to get, you know, a stable position and catch your whole uh, flight and deployment. Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. That was
0: really cool.
1: And it's one of those things where, you know, um, uh, you catch that moment and uh, it lives forever on video. And I I remember it uh, like it was uh, two weeks ago.
0: I agreed. And I remember jumping out of the balloon. It was such a surreal experience because... No wind it was so it was no it was so quiet and no wind. And I remember just flipping out of the balloon.
1: You did good. You got in your yeah. track position and yeah, went the other way.
0: Yeah. But it it was just this this feeling I wasn't used to and and just catching dead air essentially was very unique, you know. So not something I experienced every day just jumping from planes already going 80 knots,
1: yeah. No relative wind, uh, you're not at terminal speed, um, it just kind of feels like you're falling into nothing, yeah. Which my first couple jumps, that's exactly what it felt, but after you know a few jumps under your belt, you learn to uh fly your body into it,
0: yeah. Oh, that's so cool, sure. Dennis, that's so cool. It's just this. I can still picture, you know, what the earth looked like and and feeling the stomach drop, which is yeah. a unique sensation because you don't feel your stomach drop when you skydive from a plane. No, nope. but for from the balloon, it's just that. womp. <laughs>
1: Luckily, I I met somebody with a balloon, and he was an awesome pilot. And he used to jump out of the balloon uh, when he could find somebody to fly it for him. Obviously, um, you know, we had fun with Bob uh, doing that as well. But uh, I worked for him for a little bit. Uh, my to be able to jump, I would work for him in the morning, set up the balloon, get the passengers in him. It was a you know a tourist, uh, uh, not I want to say a tourist attraction, but you know, sure, you you get the balloon in the morning, mostly. Uh, tourists that come to uh, this area. and They want to do a, a champagne balloon flight. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to get to a hundred balloon jumps myself because I thought the first couple times I did it was absolutely amazing. And so I was working real estate at the time. So I had time in the morning. And so I would meet Bob at, you know, five o'clock in the morning somewhere and figure out which way the winds are going. he would figure out where, where they were going to launch from, where they were going to land. I'd get the, you know, get the balloon ready, get it, uh, get it set up. And uh, my job was to chase the balloon and, you know, wherever they landed so that all the gear and the trailer and stuff was there. But if I could, you know, I would put my rig on and jump in the basket with them. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, you know, the tourists, and we had a lot of of, uh, tourists from England and everything else and get them all set up. The balloon is standing up, ready to go. And, I run back to the van, I put my my skydi on and i jump in the basket with them and they would yeah. look at me and go, um, w- w- what are you wearing?" <laughs> I said, oh, that's just my parachute. They're like do we get one? I'm like, nah, you don't need one. Well, wh- why don't we need one? Well, I'm only going halfway. <laughs> and then we just kind of freak them out a little bit. <laughs> so yeah you know, at that point we're descending up to you know 4,000, 4, thousand, 4,500, 5,000 feet. Uh, We tried to go straight up as much as possible because, you know, I got to get out and land and get back to the van and follow wherever they're going to go. And I just remember a whole, a whole handful of times that uh, you know, you got some young passengers or older passengers in there and they're just totally freaked out at this point, not knowing what is going on, get to Mm. 4,500, 5,000 feet. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm leaving. They're like, what do you mean you're leaving? Where are you going? You know, the basket's no bigger than, you know, a twin bed and uh, you know I climb up on the edge of the basket and I can't tell you how many times uh, people grab my legs like don't do it you're too young you're gonna die (laughs) you know I'd I'd jump out and you could hear them screaming it was fantastic Uh, you know it was always always a always a thrill first thing in the morning you know to do that and you know wake up you're alive you know it it was just an awesome feeling Um, again I wanted to do uh, 100 jumps. That was my goal. I ended up with uh, 47 jumps out of a balloon, more than I anybody I've ever met. Uh, you know, jumping out of a balloon. Well, yeah. t- I'll take 47. You know, maybe one of these days I will get back into it. I don't know. I'm getting old, but uh, I thought 47 was a pretty good accomplishment there. Uh, more than anybody I've known ever jumping out of a balloon.
0: Well done, Dennis. Yeah. 47 balloon jumps. I, I think it's pretty amazing. No, that's freaking fantastic.
1: Some people spend their whole career skydiving wishing they could jump out of a balloon. It's not every day mm-hmm. you get to jump out of a balloon or, or plan one at a, at a particular place because of the winds and how things work. Right. But um, yeah, uh, I remember almost every, every single one of them. I've got, um, you know, fond memories, uh, uh Got to jump out of the balloon at uh, 1,400 feet once. Not planned. What? Yeah, not planned. Um, it was a very hot July morning. I uh, had Chris Ash and uh, uh, Greg Shelton. I love Chris Ash. Uh, oh. A couple others. There was their first balloon jump. They're experienced jumpers, but you know, it was their first balloon jump. Mm-hmm. And it was a brand new uh, balloon. And he hadn't uh, calibrated the heat sensor any yet. So we got up to about uh, know, uh, 1,500 feet, and the alarm was going off, going, no more heat, no more heat. You know, it wasn't calibrated yet. And, he's like, and Bob's like, we got to lose some weight. I'm like, uh, what do you mean? He's like, somebody's got to get out. We can't go any further. I'm like, um, what? <laughs> so I'm looking around. I'm the one that's organizing this. I'm like, everybody here is like first time balloon jumpers. I'm like, I already had a, a few jumps out. i'm like all right let's go so chris ash he uh he grabbed my pilot chute and uh, everybody turned on their video and i'm like all right I, this is what i love this is why it you know, wasn't planned but uh get out uh, we were dropping i think uh by the time i got out it was right around just under 1400 feet over uh, oh. uh wallaby ranch uh, which is a hang gliding place yeah and uh yeah. I just went for it. Uh, you know, thinking back now, I'm like, geez, would I ever do that again? You know, unplanned, probably not so much, but there was in the moment, you know, loving it. And, uh, yeah, Chris grabbed my, my pilot chute so that when I jumped, you know, he pulled it out. I didn't, I didn't pack for a, uh, a, a quick opening, you know,
0: uh-huh. I
1: didn't just ladder up and anything like that. It's just, you know, it was a, a snivel for about 700 feet. And I'm just looking up at the uh, at the parachute, going, "Come on, I uh, just open up, please, open up." It felt like an eternity, but it was only a few seconds. Uh, I think I was open under a, you know, full canopy at like uh, just under 700 feet. Oh, My God! Right? Pucker factor.
0: Did, was <laughs> your AAD turned off?
1: I don't even remember even uh, turning <laughs> on, turning it off, and all that. Just uh, just went for it
0: oh yeah the feels i am feeling right now dennis sure uh, my goodness
1: again would i would i do it again uh, in a situation i don't know i might think about it twice but you know mm-hmm. that morning was uh was not thinking about it. it was just uh heck yeah let's do it yeah la vida loca yeah.
0: <laughs> you lived
1: la vida loca that was way before uh yolo right uh right
0: yeah, yeah right i can't say YOLO. yeah, yeah. right he, you know, uh, I have never jumped from that low of altitude. Sure.
1: I think. Who would? Who would? Why would you want to? <laughs> Unless you do a base jump or something and you're planning on it and you had a base rig. Right. Packed right. for a small, uh, short opening. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just one of those, uh, you know, life things that happened and lived through it and went, woohoo.
0: Well, well done. I'm very happy that you're still alive, Dennis. Oh, Thank yeah. You.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, totally. <laughs> I remember when, you know, Sarah Skydive and I had a small child and, you know, everybody was like, not everybody, but people would be like, what do you have a death wish? I'm like, no, I have a life wish. I want to experience life and experience mm-hmm. all these things. And, you know, one day I knew somebody that has a higher balloon. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So 47 times I've been in a balloon. I've never landed in a balloon.
0: I've never landed in a balloon either. This
1: is true. This is true.
0: Oh, right? Isn't that fun? Sure. Listeners, you should you should try this. Okay, well let's let's break down some logistics for our listeners out there because if they want to add this to their bucket list, become they, a they should know first. you know what to do. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Become become a skydiver. Get certified. Go through, like, an accelerated free fall course. Get your A license.
1: Learn at how to 25 fly jumps. A Canopy.
0: Yeah. Then get a B license at 50 jumps. And and then get a C license at 200 skydives. Plus all sorts of other things you need to do.
1: 200 jumps, landing on the drop zone, on target. You know, not just, you know, willy-nilly yeah, here and there and all that. But, you know just like anything else, you got to learn your craft. You got to learn how to fly your canopy. Uh, right. You know, sure. It's not, it's not your average every day. You're not, you're not over a drop zone. You're over rural areas. You're not, um, you're not in a controlled space where we landed that day when you did the jump was uh you know, the backside of a neighborhood that uh, wasn't built yet. So there was, right. there was some room, there was room to land and everything else. Uh, we landed near the road and uh, where the trailer was, but. You know, I've landed, uh, I've landed on top of a school before. Um, I've landed in the median uh, uh, in, uh, I-4, um, uh-huh. you know, swooping a, a bus stop at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning while the kids stand on the side of the road waiting for a bus. <laughs> uh, all these places. I landed in this guy's backyard one day and, you know, he's, I, I turn around. He's standing there on his, on his lanai uh, in a robe and with a cup of coffee going, Where the F did you just come from? I'm like, well, see that balloon up there? He looks over, he looks at the balloon, he goes, hmm, no shit. All right. (laughs) You know, I landed on a golf course, uh, you know, uh, coming over the people's heads on hole number one, yelling behind them at, you know, uh, 70 feet over their head going, four. They're on the first hole looking like, who the hell's behind us? They didn't even see me. I was 70 feet over their head just the little things, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta know how, you gotta know how to land. Um, you know, uh, landing a parachute in an open field. Sure. It's it's great, but you know, um jumping out of a balloon. It could be anywhere. The reason why I landed on top of a elementary school one day was because it was just trees all around. I wasn't going to make it over the fence to uh, a clearing. So I'm like, you know what? There's a clearing right there, right on top of the school. I'll take it. There's no going back up. It's always coming down
0: absolutely mm. absolutely and it's just so adventurous because i mean i like the plan i like to to know what's gonna happen but the thing is with a balloon jump you have no idea what's no. going to
1: happen no the winds could uh, pick up out of you know a different direction all that and move you around it's uh yeah it's definitely a thrill but uh not for the Inexperience, experience you know you gotta have some experience on you for sure mm-hmm. uh, you can't land on the same spot you know uh, uh say five six times in a row at your local drop zone where you know where you are and you know where the buildings are you know where the road is you know where the trees are you know uh do do a bunch more before you attempt something like that for sure right right for sure
0: it's that is good advice, Dennis.
1: Yeah, as, and, I, get, as I get older, but, you know, um, I got called one day and said, hey, you want to jump out of a balloon? Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then on average, how much would you say a balloon jump costs?
1: Oh, this was uh, this was a bunch of years ago that we did it. I know. And I know. And it was, um, so, you know, the balloon operator has got to make a certain amount of money, you know, without taking passengers. So, there's right. you know, there's fuel costs. It was, you know. Uh, showing up and going to work and you know making it happen uh so i believe back then uh, we were charging uh, eighty dollars yeah so i couldn't even tell you what it is now it was a few years ago right i don't even know <laughs> But you know fuel costs i get it you know you, you, you i don't get out of bed for free on a daily basis anyways either so right um, right but as a skydiver and all that i mean someone says 80 bucks let go jump out of a hot air balloon you find 80 bucks
0: Oh, absolutely! Yep. You'll sell some textbooks. Sure. Your plasma, your clothes, <laughs> whatever <laughs>
1: needed uh, to get it done. Here's...
0: There's ways, guys. You know, before you know it, you're living in a tent at a drop zone, and
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like uh, Chris Ash and uh, Greg Shelton, you know, doing those jumps with me, and you know, they uh, extreme flyers, uh, and they're they're fantastic in their sport. Um. You know, and here they are, you know, calling me going, Hey, dude, I really want to do one of those. I've never done one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sure, they're like, Yep, you got to meet me at, you know, five o'clock in the morning in uh, Kissimmee, Florida. And like, okay, we'll be there. Just tell us when. Yeah. Right. Let's make it happen. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if they have any more balloon jumps in them and all that. Um, you know, that's why I kept going because I wanted to see how many I could get, you know, before yeah uh, leaving the sport. Well,
0: nice job, Dennis. You know, we, we got to do some fun jumps together. We even did some night jumps in Sebastian. Yeah,
1: together. that was my first night jump. I think that was your first jump as well. Uh, I actually was looking at that photo uh, uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Uh,
0: my, my first night jump was in Z Hills. And then and then I did a few more in Sebastian.
1: I think you came on my first night jump and Chuck Bryan did the uh, did photos for us at uh, for the night jump.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually going to have a I have a podcast episode about skydiving at night.
1: Oh, yeah. It's dark. Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's fun, right? Yeah. Uh <gasps> definitely uh nervous and, and thrilling at the same time. It's just uh, amazing. Yeah. Oh gosh.
0: I I love it. I absolutely love it. We've we've had some good times together, Dennis, and
1: Remember you and re- hope
0: to have some more adventures one day together. I remember I
1: picked you up somewhere in Orlando and went to uh, Scottie palaka for the weekend for a boogie.
0: Oh yeah, was that the Hog Flop? Yeah, that was the Hog Flop. The Hog Flop was fun. That was a fun boogie. I
1: resurrected that boogie.
0: A nice job. Single handedly, nice fantastic. Job.
1: Yep. I still, oh, I yeah. think they still do it, which is good.
0: Yeah. Well. One day we should just show up at the Hog Flop. Okay. Okay. All right.
1: Do you remember doing the uh, the electric spoon um, challenge?
0: <laughs> okay. So is this when everybody would hold their their hands and have the electric charge
1: go through everybody? So basically, it was is that the
0: one you're talking about?
1: It was a stripped down uh, extension cord with metal spoons tied, you know, to, uh, wrapped up on the ends, and then somebody plugs it in. And everybody holds hands and. You not losing yes. people. Yes. Yes,
0: and it was at the Hog Flop bookie in Palaca. It was the first time I'd ever seen this sure. happen, and I'm like, "What?
1: It's not is It's going not on? recommended on a daily basis, but you know, when you're <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of people that jump out of airplanes and and a lot of beer and booze <laughs> out there, sure, it sounds like a good time.
0: <laughs> like I've never seen this <laughs> at a drop zone. I mean, I tried it, oh, yeah. but um. But I'm like we're we're electrically charged right now.
1: Yeah, like I said, I I don't recommend it to anybody, but you know, <laughs> we're all professionals in a drop zone. Right. Professional drinkers, but
0: yeah, we're a professional yeah. There's a lot of right. You know. We, we had fun. We had a lot of fun, Dennis.
1: Look, people, people think, you know, we're extreme and all that. It's just like any, any other sport that you get into, you know, you, you get into it. Uh, I mean, you, you live the lifestyle, you, um, Mm -hmm. you do what you can Mm -hmm. to do it and, and hang out with the people that do it, you know? And, um, you know, sometimes you get in trouble. Sometimes you do a lot of drinking, but uh, it's all, it's all about camaraderie and, you know, what we do, uh, Some people may not go to bed early enough to wake up to do the first load, but you know, we've all been there, but it's all about jumping the next day.
0: Absolutely. And what fun memories of just in free fall with your friends and making different formations and
1: all over the country.
0: Yeah. And then seeing friends all over the country, you know, you make friends in Florida and see them in California, then see them in Arizona. It's, uh, it's Quite an amazing community.
1: I went all up and down the East Coast for a couple of years there. And, uh, you know, I knew somebody everywhere I went. It was it was amazing. Um, You know, if you didn't have a place to stay, they'd open up for you or whatever and give you a trailer or a tent, whatever, whatever needed to be done to 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 make you welcome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I miss that. Yeah. I I'm I really miss that. It's one of my favorite parts about skydiving. Oh, sure. Community. Sure. Originally, what drew me in was the bonfire at, at Lake Wales. There was this bonfire one evening, which turned out not to be the most common occurrence at Lake Wales. It's a little bit more common in other drop zones. Sure. But but everybody just surrounded together by the bonfire, hearing the crackle stories Telling of sorry. the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I I and create them to fishing stories. Sometimes I caught this fish so big. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh.
0: And I was like, "This is these are my people. These are like adventure hippies living at the drop zone. Like I, I want to be a part of this. And and then I joined. You know, I jo- I joined the group.
1: I got to say, it saved my life. Yeah. Um, How so? I was uh, I was married for a bunch of years. I had a small child. We got divorced. Uh, I was uh, hanging out at the bar playing darts on a on a nightly basis, and you know just not going anywhere. And I'm like, I got out of this funk. And an old high school girlfriend came into town and said, uh, "Hey, you want to go skydiving?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's, of course. Yeah, let's go." And this will tell you how long ago it was. We looked it up in the phone book, <laughs> and I uh, found skydived to Land, and um, you know went up and did a tandem and. It was it was amazing. We uh, got up the next day and said, uh, "Let's do that again." So we went and did it again. It was even better. Uh, she was going to move down here, and I waited a little bit. So I used to hang out at the drop zone for a few weekends. And you know, I'm like, "Hey, you you, you gonna move down here?" No, nah, I can't really move down here. And I said, "All right, well, I'm gonna um, I'm going to the drop zone this weekend, and I'm gonna sign up for my course." I showed up at the drop zone with $500. I like, hey, is this is enough to start. They, they grabbed it and said, "Yep, sure is." Be here in the morning, and that was that's pretty much it. I, you know, she had two jumps, and uh, I think I ended my career somewhere around eleven hundred.
0: Nice yeah, job, Dennis. Sure,
1: I was hooked from day one.
0: Yeah, I I've got four thirty under the belt, no, and that.
1: the way I look no. at it, everybody starts with one, no matter how many jumps right. you have. Everybody had the same number at the start. Right,
0: and right now I'm on hold, but. I don't know. Maybe when my daughter goes to college. Sure. Yeah. I don't know.
1: My, uh, it's it's still there. My longtime girlfriend, um, we never jumped together, but she used to jump at Lake Wales, uh, way before I even started jumping. Oh, we have that in common. Yeah. When we first met, like, she used to jump. And, you know, I knew a lot of the same people that she was talking about. I'm like, wow, how do we never cross paths? But she had just got out of it before I even started.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But still knew a lot of the same people
0: uh dennis i just i love walking down memory lane with sure. you This no. is
1: i'm glad you called it's, re-
0: it's really nice thank you thank you
1: i could do this for hours i got a whole bunch of memories
0: <laughs> well we'll have to do round two uh, no
1: worries anytime
0: great well thank you thank you dennis just truly truly appreciate it
1: i I love the passion. I love the sport. I love the people I met in it. Uh, Gail, I met you years ago and I, I still remember you to this day and uh, hanging out, doing jumps uh, in different, you and I in different states and different drop zones and all that. We'd always cross paths. It was fantastic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will continue to cross paths of course. and I'll show up in your backyard.
1: Yeah. Maybe next, uh, who knows po- when, <laughs> maybe the next podcast, we'll, we'll talk about that team very Sanchez.
0: Okay. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Sounds good.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you, Gail. Blue skies. Thank
0: you, Dennis. Blue skies. Thank you so much for listening to experiences. You should have podcast. If you love this episode, also check out the episode of skydiving at night. Uh, I, I think I mentioned jumping at New Year's, which Dennis, who was just on the show, um, he and I got to skydive at night together a Skydive Sebastian. Um, so go check that out. I even put a, a picture of us jumping together on the Skydiving at Night uh, show notes. Also, if you check out the show notes for this episode, uh, you'll see the video that Dennis took of my first hot air balloon jump so definitely go check it out on experiences that you should have.com if you scroll to the bottom of the page you'll see the episode there um, or click on episodes and there you can find it Um, yeah this is just a a really just fun experience I love getting to connect uh, with old friends and talk about skydiving and if you're interested in learning about that first time skydiving. Uh, check out the episode with Melanie Curtis on first time skydiving. Uh, Melanie shares about her first jump. I think I talk about my first jump and and a little bit on how um, how to take that first leap of faith. So got some fun episodes for you to check out. If you loved this podcast and you are listening on an iPhone, please pull up that purple podcast app and kindly leave a five star review. Now we are an indie podcast. So please tell your friend, tell your neighbor, tell your enemies about this podcast and how it can show you the world of new experiences and give you a how-to guide to make that incredible, amazing experience happen. So thank you for listening and until our next adventure.